Welcome to the Mondo Neon Show. Argon, Neon, Helium, Xenon, Krypton. Transform and roll out. Mondo Neon Show. I'm Max and I'm with Alyssa Eberly. Thanks for joining. Thank you for having me. So, uh, Alyssa, you've got a background, artistic background. Um, where did, uh, you know, how did you discover Neon? I discovered neon. I've always loved neon. Um, growing up, just looking at it, the light, it's, it's always attracted me, but um, I got involved with bending uh, in when I moved uh, from New York to New Orleans. And this was in 2010. I moved down to New Orleans kind of just to change everything in my life. And the first day I was there, I just remember rolling into town on my bicycle. I biked from Jacksonville to New Orleans to move there. And it just like hit me. I was like, I need to learn how to be a neon bender. <laughs> and uh, that's pretty much where my journey started. I got involved with a shop down in New Orleans called Neomedics. Um, and they were nice enough to eventually let me apprentice uh, two days a week, just very like casual, come in and watch and practice a little. Um, and that's pretty much where my journey started. And do you have like any um, like particular, I guess you say like lived in experiences or memories, if any, to like that inform you of why you want that like neon direction or did it just sort of like come together? I think that there was something like I had no idea how involved it was to bend neon when I decided that I wanted to do it, which I think is true for a lot of people because it's so much harder than you could imagine um, when you kind of get interested. But I just, it was, it was a weird moment. It, I just like, I had admired it from afar and didn't know much about it. Um, but I do have a background as an artist and so it just i don't know i just wanted to do it, <laughs> it like, yeah it's like a basic necessity too like when you simply kind of walk into a space and you see there's neon on the wall i think um the material itself is obviously very very gratifying and it takes this there's this, like a dedicated cycle where if you do plan on making it like yourself and uh, obviously previous generations there was like schools and some reference points and and like this kind of like hard edge of like, well, you know, you can do a pretty good job in this field if you, you know, emphasize these points here and follow this pattern. But um, there's such a departure, I think, of where Neon has sort of le left that space for good reason. I mean, there's not this consciousness of people making these decisions about making more Neon for the sake of, I guess, just other things and materials coming, um, you know, invading the space. But I think that working mindedness of like, just, you know, well, if it's been done before, then, you know, sort of just throw yourself into the process, which I think uh, is kind of, you know, largely maybe just due to like, you know, how, where you're at in your life. But I think other people have found me on too, like as a transition, as like an evolution of yeah, maybe it, what they're doing with their work. It really felt that way. I just, I so... I just wanted it to learn it so badly, but also just the nature of the work really appealed to me. I, the idea of being like, um, you know, a master to bender or like getting to do a job where you were a tradesperson 
was just something that I desired so badly. I, I just feel like there are certain types of jobs out there and some you're getting paid to do it because nobody else wants to do it. And others are because other people can't do it. And I was like, I want to be a tradesperson. Like, I don't want to do work that is only just because people don't want to do it. You know, like, I don't know. It's just, it all kind of came together. <laughs> there's a certain and amount I, of heavy lifting too. I think each time you do go into the fire and, and experiment, I mean, there's, there's going to be, and I think more other than, I mean, you could say that a lot about uh, many different types of, artistic ways of working but what happens in glasses is just the the purpose of the nature of how it breaks and I guess you could you could look at it as a representation of you know how intimidating it can be but also there's a really cool element of nature involved and science I think initially like the layers come loose and you start to kind of realize okay well you know if I do these other things over here I can work on this and evolve over time whereas I think some people are just naturally gifted at certain things like painting or drawing Mm -hmm. um, you know, neon is, there just is, there's just a curve. You know, yes. Curve. <laughs> and I love that about it because I don't think I've always made art, but I don't think I've naturally been good at any type of art and like just, you know, naturally good at drawing or anything. And like, so the, the learning curve of neon appeals to me because I'm not going to give up because I'm not used to naturally being really good at like drawing or painting. So like, the uphill battle of learning neon and working with glass, I've enjoyed as much as it's been frustrating, which it, it is for everybody learning, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but I just, I feel like it suits me so well. And you landed in, uh, you, you're also done some work at Urban Neon, right? In yes, Florida? I do. Yeah, I work at Urban Neon. I'm there full time. Um, I've been there for five years and it's, I probably work there forever. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I love I love working at Urban Neon. What do you? Um, what Philly itself has got a pretty interesting ecosystem. You know, I think when I look at like a lot of the neon and the history, um, there is a, a bit of preservation going on. I think beyond just what normally certain cities try to do. Um, maybe it's just because of the the historical element to it. Yeah, one of the one of the cool projects that we got to do at Urban Neon was the uh, his. Uh, we remade the boot and saddle sign, which mm. is this huge cowboy boot, um, country Western place. It's a huge bar sign and it's very iconic. It's right on Broad Street. And um, in order for the new bar that opened up to get their liquor license, they had to uh, restore the sign. So that was something uh, we ended up doing at Urban Neon, which was like a huge, <laughs> huge project, but it's it's incredible and it's it's one of the best restorations in the city. But maybe I'm biased. <laughs> but no, um, yeah, there's a lot of like a lot of really beautiful old buildings in Philly. A lot of really old neon. It's it's a great place for for neon for sure. I think so too. It's so open to um, you know, the public. I mean, certain cities are just kind of driving around obviously it is kind of a, a, a broad range of different buildings and types and stuff like that but I think um, the foreverness type of idea you know I think it's been supported a lot and I think maybe you know what what art do you mostly kind of identify with like is there certain things that you look at when you make neon or you just kind of have your own kind of flow um are you talking about like inspiration for my art for neon or 
um, sort yeah, of like, like the, yeah, what, yeah, like I think what, or you know, yeah, what do you, I guess, embrace in that sense? Like, is there certain thing, elements that you bring out, or just kind of just do you go in there just kind of with an idea? I just have ideas, and I think I definitely think I have similar ideas that follow certain themes. Like, I'm really interested in kind of nostalgic aspects. Mm-hmm. Um, not making things that look nostalgic, but things that sort of um, uh, are about nostalgia. So my art has always been about that. And working with neon is so great because it is a somewhat nostalgic medium, but it is also really fresh and new in its own way. So with ideas i just i really i have a book full of ideas (laughs) and um you know usually when i'm working i just kind of jot down sketches and even writing and slowly i'll come up with a pattern and eventually it'll come come to light (laughs) right yeah no it's just um i think all artists approach it differently you know especially when you look at it from kind of a technical standpoint there's only so many different ways you can make something but there is virtually so many types of bends like you can uh, start it from one side or the other join the class put the electrodes on first you know there's all sorts of intricate neurosy type things you know and I I think every artist that I've looked at identifies it differently yeah so we use uh, a jeweler's torch in Philly and it's set up for right-handed people and I'm left-handed. So that was a bit of a learning curve for me to, to figure out how to use a right-handed torch. And um, I end up finding myself bending glass with, you know, my left hand, my right hand. I, I'm not sure if it's like this for other people, but I kind of like switch back and forth in the directions that I'll go. And I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it Is seems any, like um... uh, there any part of the process that's like sticks out to you as like a, one of your favorite parts? Hmm. I feel like I, I really love attaching the electrodes with an electrode holder in the in the cannon fire. I use a cannon fire, not a crossfire. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just I don't know. I love that process so much. Yeah, it's, but it's like so if cool I'm using the too. torch. <laughs> Huh? It's so cool looking too. It's got that like spider-like hand at the end of it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It just feels really fun to use. And I also love using it because it means my hands aren't getting burned because they're far enough away from the flame. (laughs) Whereas like when you're working really close, sometimes, you know, you're a little too close. So it feels kind of luxurious to use it. (laughs) Yeah. Um. (laughs) It is a a weird sort of... uh, symbolic sort of weirdly looking i mean there's all these items in in bending too that kind of some of them look super archaic and some are like very functional and then there's others just like they don't even look like they're part of the you know part of the process which i think is really cool i mean there's like a file and then there's like you know a lighter to light the torch it's like really basic things but then other things are very complicated in nature right like mica and then you have like uh you know, obviously bombarding is a whole process. Uh, I absolutely love that we use mica to stick in between the tubes uh, during processing. I like, I've never even heard of anyone using something else, 
but it just seems like one of those things that in modern times they would try to like make synthetic mica or something and sell it and like nobody's done that it's just mica that's what you put in between the tubes <laughs> and i i really love that too well i think that's part of the, the the coolness of it all right i mean there's just different steps that you go through to uh to get to the end product and i think there's something very um i guess say rewarding about it but yeah would you um I guess what uh, what memorable responses have you had to Neon that you think that have like that's gone out into the world? Can you think of anything that you really uh, kind of think back and look at? Um, stuff that I've made or stuff um, I've or just responses or... that people have gotten from Neon in general. And there's always kind of like these shared experiences that you can, you know, either it's a piece of art or like a sign you saw with someone else, or you know, I think there's anything kind of stick out to you that you you've done or you've been you've kind of been a part of that you think of, about in that way like you know you remember it in a certain way or, or a certain light i mean again just because it was in our shop for so long the boot and saddle sign like mm -hmm. that was a memorable experience for me because i remember seeing the sign in philly when i first moved here and it was like an abandoned bar and i just remember thinking like this place looks so cool. I wish they had like a weird country Western bar in Philly. I would total, <laughs> totally go to this someday. And then to like be a part of the restoration of the sign, like a few years later and be working in a neon shop and like getting to see that come back to life was like a really amazing experience for me. Cause it was just like a full circle of like, preservation in the city that I really hadn't lived in that long um but I mean I have like so many experiences with signs I mean I'm constantly out and pointing them out to people and I, there really is sort of like a collective experience of enjoying it like people that aren't as involved in neon as you or I like get a lot out of looking at it and are super interested in it and I think that there is like a renewed interest in like how it's made and just the artistry of it and all. Yeah, I think so too. I think, um, you know, all those people, they don't really necessarily get as much shine as like, say like a neon shop or whatever, but I, I have, I follow quite a few of them on Instagram. And uh, what's I think unique about that, that characteristic that you just talked about is that, yeah, they, they really do follow all the intricacies of where you can find these signs. Um, you know, even talking to the, you know, kind of the owners there them or like what happened to them once they went away mm -hmm. or, or maybe they're not there anymore. And they're doing a, a really good uh, service because, you know, if we don't participate and if we don't actually show up and, and take photos of these things, they, they're, they're going to be gone uh, for whatever reason. I mean, some obviously have been grandfathered in and they're obviously, you know, huge landmarks, but for a lot of signs, you know, they try to, you know, keep them around as long as possible but inevitably some just you know end up by the wayside so i think they've you know just shouting out the um the photography people and the people that are just like more of the historians you know mm -hmm. and, and that, yeah. that role is pretty important you know i yeah we had a couple come in recently into the shop that had a sign that they needed repaired for their store and um it ended up needing to be remade and they were like we're we feel like we're losing a member of our family so some of these signs like you were saying like have been with these businesses for so long because the neon lasts a long time 
and it is really interesting like finding out who made the original glass and you know philly's a small enough city where sometimes people are able to like find out like figure out who made it and stuff and it's just it's really interesting yeah i think so too and how do you um you know with your own work how do you work with other people to to realize your projects do you have people that go out there and kind of you know back you in that way um as far as my own art um i'm kind of like i have gotten a lot of support from uh, the shop just realizing my art projects um dom the owner of urban neon he was a huge support system for me he passed recently this summer um but i mean letting me apprentice and you know realize my own art projects and just giving me a job in the shop full time it was just so much support and i found a lot of support in the neon community um in general like really just people helping each other to learn like uh my friend james in new orleans who I was apprenticing with down there, like trying to get my own equipment. He's like helping me look for it. And um, just like generally, I feel like it's a very supportive community, which I've heard is not true for any, for all aspects of, you know, working with glass or I don't know. It's just been my experience that in that sense. Yeah, I think so too. It was like you talked about, um, Dom, I'm sorry for his passing. It's yeah, my condolences. Yeah. You know the uh, the kind of return to form I think is because of these people who are, you know, pivotal in the in the in the sense that you know they they've seen that struggle and they've trained under other people. You know, almost like uh, you know, like Yoda or you know these kind yeah. of figures. These <laughs> Definitely. You know, because because they've got this maternal feeling towards neon, and I think the good you know, the good nature of artists is that, you know, there's, they're depicted as these powerful kind of neon vendors, but, you know, they're just a lot like us, you know, they have flaws and appearances that, you know, things that they're still learning and, uh, you know, just the ability for them to, to take on that extra person or, you know, the hero going out facing the trials and ordeals of making neon and coming back, you know, to, uh, to really kind of build the next phase of, of what yes. I think, is is this, it can't be undermined i think you know and it's hard to uh to really weigh that because you know we do live in a time where we kind of click a button and things show up automatically and you know we're kind of mm -hmm. always on the go and it's just this kind of endless search you know online but all it takes is for you know for one person to help you know hold out a hand and uh you know be yeah grandfather someone, you know it's life changing you know like getting the opportunity that i have to be at urban neon and the opportunities i was given in new orleans to learn like were life-changing for me like i make that's what i do for my art for my work it's you know like without that i don't know where i would be because i'm you know like my whole life is neon <laughs> yeah. and it, it's like, you know, it just feels like it's just, it's so, I, you know, I didn't go to school for neon. I didn't get training in that way. So this is like, when somebody offers you that opportunity, it's amazing. 
it's like, you know, you just feel like you've been given the best gift. And Dom's whole thing was he wanted me to train somebody else one day. So I'm hoping to do that. I have somebody at work that I've been showing some stuff to. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm hoping to continue that on because that's the best thing you can do, you know? It is. And I think, uh, you know, the, <clears throat> we need more of that. I think, especially when, uh, you know, the offerings that they give to you. And, and I like how you describe that too, is like, and plenty of people have rejected neon and it's for, you know, it's not for everybody, but I think there's different parts of neon, you know, like there's the business part. There's also mm -hmm. the artistic kind of find out what you can do yourself. And then, you know, there's also the kind of, so there's, I think there's been more opportunities to, um, you know, go against the grain than, than there in the past, because, you know, you have to remember there was sort of a, a neon conveyor belt in the fifties and, you know, you mm -hmm. sacrifice your life. I'm sure you got paid pretty well to do it, but, you know, I think there's a little bit more freedom to, you know, kind of lead uh, to where you want to go and just trust the feeling that, you know, this kind of Obi-Wan like advice is, you know, guiding <laughs> you to, uh, you know, your, your, your next uh, challenge. And I think that's a cool part is that, you know, it's different for everybody and, but it's great that you, you know, kind of are able to, um, you know, kind of, uh, I guess, feel rescued in a sense, but also, you know, it's, it's a lot of self-discovery. I think, you know, when the right person comes along and they do something for you, it's great that you're able to give back. So. Yeah. And it's just great to be able to, you know, accept that thing, that sort of gift, like, and go full with it. Like, I feel like, like I was saying about kind of being learning neon, uh, starting to learn it, a little bit older is that I'm hundred percent committed. I know what I want to do and I feel like very confident in that working with neon is what I love doing, you know, and when you're sort of younger, at least for me, when you're in your early twenties or you just don't know what you want to do yet, you know, you don't know who you are and yeah. I don't know. I just feel grateful to, have found the thing I love doing. Yeah, it's a great uh, plan to to kind of execute on. I think, you know, there's definitely learned lessons. And like you said it too, is that, you know, you do uh, kind of move, you know, beyond that kind of uh, realization of like, this is something I want to do or I really like to do it. And I think that's the likability of it too, is, that, you know, is there, I guess, any type of uh, like a dream project for you that you'd like to work towards? Is there something that you have in mind or you just kind of take it day by day? I would love, like, I really haven't ever done an animated piece. Like, we've done them in the shop, but I haven't worked on them. I would love to do an animated art piece. I see a lot of people doing those, and it, it does seem pretty incredible. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'd love to play more with that stuff, like the animation or Transformers. And um, though I don't love bending really thin glass as much as like a 10 millimeter type size glass uh i'd love to try to pump some five millimeter i haven't tried that yet so i guess i just wouldn't mind playing around with some yeah. different types of things that i haven't done yet um the, the possibilities seem really endless in what uh sort of different things you can do i'd love to do the crackle tubes where you have the broken glass inside you know just see yeah. how it looks and i don't know i just 
I kind of want to play around with a lot of that stuff. No, I like all those. Those are really, I've seen, yeah, obviously different pieces of those end up in like different projects. And what's really cool, like you said, is it's, um, I like the idea of just like going in there and, and seeing what can, what you can do with it. I think that's a great mentality. And um, yeah, I mean, there's just so much to do, right. It's kind of closed off as it is. It seems like this too, but you know, other people are trying different stuff and trying to experiment as much as they can with it um, to get your point across. But yeah, what's um, you have some shows coming up too. I mean, you've got this um, one on October 4th, right? Yes. Um, it's my first uh, solo neon show. <laughs> um, it's called already dreamed and it's at juggernaut glass studio um, up in Kensington in Philly and the opening's on Friday from 6.30 to 9. So if anyone wants to come out, they totally should. I'm really excited. My friend Genevieve uh, is opening a glass studio. So it's kind of like a perfect place. And if for whatever reason this airs like after that, it's still up for a while, right? Yes, it's up till uh, November 3rd. Yeah. Okay, cool. Up for the month. <laughs> And that'll be my fault for not getting it up. Oh, <laughs> no, no, it's okay. Uh, where you've also, uh, you're online too. Um, you've got your your different accounts. I know you're on Instagram pretty pretty well off there, like in, in yes. your handle. You would tell people how you find you there? Yeah, um, my Instagram is Alyssa, A-L-I-S-S-A, and then E-E-E. Cool. So Alyssa and then three and yeah, I try to share a lot of the neon stuff I'm working on. Awesome. There. Well, well Alyssa, thanks for being on the show. I really appreciate you coming through um, and congratulations on your new show. And I think you're know, just doing lots of great things. Thanks for coming. Awesome. On. Thanks so much for having me. I look forward to hearing more about your story sometime soon. Hey guys, hope you enjoyed that show. If you haven't done so, please leave us a review on your podcast aggregator of choice. We have a lot of great neon guests coming up. And as always, thanks for listening.